everybody, welcome back to the Middle Age Sports Spectacular. I'm your host, Dave Plazic. I'm surrounded by my closest pals in the world, starting with my bestest of all, Doug Fr- Doug Standard. How are you doing today, Doug? I'm, I'm good, Dave. How are you? <laughs> That's great. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know if I'm I, ready for that title. Yeah, the <laughs> bestest of the best. There's a lot to live up to there. Immediately to his northeast on my screen... <laughs> Would be the birthday boy, Brian Pepe. That's me, 38 now. Big milestone there. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm 38. What does, <laughs> what does that feel like exactly? You feel old. You feel real old. I woke up, my, my bones crack. It's not good. Nothing. Oh, my God. Stuff. I just got Britain's thing that he put on Facebook, the picture of Kurt Schilling. He's 38. I get it uh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, just got yeah. it. That was a nice one. Yeah. I, I almost sent you happy Kurt Schilling birthday, but I, yeah. <laughs> Who else is 38? Thanks, guys. I'm 39. That. No, no, I mean just like number 38. That's famous. You're the guy that would know that. None yeah. of us I would know. I know, that's what that. I'm saying. It's Kurt Schilling. It's Kurt Schilling. I'd rather not get the thank the, the happy birthday. Just leave it alone. All the more reason to send it to you. I gave you the butt fumble. Appreciate that. That one was good. It yeah. was good. And no, the butt fumble is funny every time. Yes, it will it always be funny. It will <laughs> always never get be, old. Funny. be funny. It'll never, ever get old. Oh, yeah, and Pat Collins here. Pat's joining us, too. Pat, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys? How's the coronavirus treating you and your family? Don't have it yet, so it's not treating me too bad. All right. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's good. How's, <sighs> yeah. Have you had to put masks on your children? No, I have not. That looks like and a I fun know, job. Yeah, right? That goes in effect tomorrow, I believe. You have to wear a mask outdoors in the state of Mass. It was already in the state of Connecticut. You have to wear a mask? But, uh, I thought we were just opening it all up. Just back to no, normal. that's no, Easter. No. Easter we're opening it up. Easter's already passed. No, no, next year. Oh! Next year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're opening it all up now. May 18th. Is May 18th. 18th. Yeah, the governor pushed we it back like to the 18th. sound like the 18th. White House. I know. When Nobody it gets to May 18th, it's going to be June 1st. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. Anyway, as long let's as not spend any more back. time on that. If you're interested in the coronavirus, just go anywhere. Look at anything. <laughs> open yeah. any social media account. Turn on any channel. It's just there. Anyway, let's move on. So I got a fun intro to start with. Let's just you know break the ice. Question for you guys. What is... Your biggest guilty pleasure, besides high school car washes. <laughs> that that's yours. That, yeah. You're the only one. Listen, listen. Yeah. Pat, I'm going to start with you. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I I just yeah no I right I don't think I have a great answer, but I I maybe if someone Extra else. Innings. Oh, I do like oh Bunts. oh well if we're going there bunts extra innings double switches, Whew. oh man, um, <laughs> the double switch. <laughs> Should we oh, leave yeah. the room? Yeah, no, it's getting seriously. a little hot and bothered. I, well, um, how would you feel if they brought the golf carts back, Pat? Oh, oh, 
There you go. There you go. I'd be I'd be into the golf carts. Absolutely. I'd, I'd love it. I would love it. Yeah. I, I think um, that would be a guilty pleasure for baseball. Just yeah. to speed the, the game cart. up. Would yeah. It? Yeah, just a little bit. Not everybody <laughs> runs in like John Rocker. <laughs> True. Not everybody's like John Rocker. Maybe you know, that's thank God thing. for that. Most people <laughs> yeah. are not like John Rocker. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, almost everyone. So to summarize, pretty much anything in baseball is Pat's guilty pleasure. Yeah, that that actually that's the solid answer. And Braves. Yeah, yeah, the Braves. Freddie Freeman shirtless. I get it. Pepe. <laughs> I was, thinking more like, I was thinking more like double A, single A teams. Either but... Cullen or I don't understand what a guilty pleasure is. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I know he's me. not guilty. He doesn't feel guilty about baseball. But one True. thing that I, I basically have no shame. But one thing that I just utterly hate the fact that I love is the mass Singer. And my, I'm probably the only one that watches that. <laughs> I fucking what? love it. The masked singer. The masked singer. Yeah, I love it. Are you saying what, masked? What? Masked. Yeah. Oh, masked. What, what, was masked. was Gronk on the last oh. one? Oh. No, he he went out ninth, and I know that because I have a spreadsheet on my phone. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I know it's horrible, but I fucking love it. I love You're maintaining a spreadsheet for Ooh. the show. Yeah, because you got to have clues so you figure out who the the celebrity is and it's celebrity because they're none of them are celebrities most of the people i don't even know yeah i have a whole thing i have last season too right on here i could tell you everybody all right i'm done talking about this but that's <laughs> i love that show fucking love it tape it I can't what is wait. it about the show that you love because i, I, I gotta don't know. know probably because i don't watch... i've never seen it to be fair i don't watch a lot of terrible tv i don't watch a lot of reality shows Mm-hmm. And it's such a stupid premise. It's just pseudo celebrities. I think the biggest celebrity was Lil Wayne. I think was the biggest one. Gronk was on it, um, but nobody really that much bigger than those guys. And they come out, they sing, they have the full get up on like a mascot, and they give you clues. They have horrible judges. It's terrible. It's terrible, but I love it. It's like Sam watches The Real Housewives. Every time I walk in, I go, "That's." fucking horrible and she knows that but she loves it hmm. it's my guilty pleasure wow the judges really sell it too don't they like oh they, they do are, I, i've oh never seen God. anybody more happier to be anywhere in their lives than the judges yeah. during that show uh jenny mccarthy robin thick ken jong and uh, uh nicole scherzinger for the pussycat dolls so the show is really fun for you you like it Nasty. i love it That's... i just love it i love how stupid it is and I'll be it, I'll be honest. Back in the day, my biggest guilty pleasure, and I have a different one for now. But back in the day, I always watched American Idol. I was really fascinated mm-hmm. by that show. Yeah. Anyway, that was the beginning of that show was good, but now oh, yeah. there's so many versions of that. Now they haven't them watched in it in years. I haven't yeah. watched it in years. So there's so many shows that are just karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it's like, how much can you watch? How much karaoke can right. you watch on television? I mean, you always just want to see that ultra-talented... I didn't really honestly care for the people that they put on there just to make fun of. I actually just really enjoyed the ultra-talented people that came yeah. out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So, Like Clay Aiken. He was really and he, good. And then he made that super creepy song about just watching you. Yeah. If he was invisible. And nobody's, like, raised a hand and said, wow, that's really fucking weird. Yeah, see, I was on Team Ruben. Love stuttered. Ruben was a Ruben sandwiches? Love Ruben sandwiches. Ruben sandwiches. He was great. 
Ruben was good. Adam Lambert was one of the most fun ones that came through. He's really good. Super talented dude. Yeah. Really, really talented. Big pipes. He's not anyway. going on the mass Singer. He's he's too good for that. Way too good. Yeah. But that was it. It was like this guy has a one in a million voice, and where has where what was he doing with it? Where was he? He's the lead singer of Queen now. Oh, he did do that. Yeah. Because I know when he came off American yeah. Idol, they offered it to him, and he wanted to do his own thing. Yeah. I, I think now he just said, uh, I'll be on Queen. It's fine. Yeah. They said, do you want to be Freddie Mercury 2.0? And he can yeah, say. He's, he's the right kind of guy, man. He's got the he's got the voice. So. Yeah. Well, who knew we'd be talking about that on, on the Middle-Aged Sports Spectacular? I certainly didn't. Doug, what do you got for a guilty pleasure, man? Uh, if you had asked me a couple months ago, I would have said daily fantasy sports, ah. right? I don't, I don't, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't really do anything. I'm the most boring person <laughs> in the world. And now I don't gamble at all. So I guess I'll have to say ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, I can't, no, I, I, I've been eating ice cream every night. I put on like 20 pounds since, since the whole They call it the COVID-19. Yeah, I can't stop eating. It's a ice legitimate cream. thing. That's pretty clever. I, yeah. I put on about twelve. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Trying to reverse that, and then Steph came home, or well, we got Instacart today, and, and two more pints of Ben and Jerry showed up. So yeah, I, you're fucked. That's the thing is, I do pretty good throughout the day, and then at night it's just like I got that Ben and Jerry's, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. You my don't want thing. Ben and Jerry to be lonely. Well, it's. I mean, right now, I mean, especially with with your job, it sounds like it's a little it's a little tiring. So when you get to the end of the day, you're mentally exhausted. I know I am. I mean, yeah. I, I just want ice cream, man. I don't know. The man just wants ice cream. It's all I got left. You know, it's all I got left. Just let me have this one thing. <laughs> so my guilty pleasure is yeah. on my playlist for working out. I have a lot of. 90s pop i have You're christina aguilera i have boy bands i have like that was just an awesome era for really catchy pop and for whatever reason i just i like i like i have it mixed in so i'll have modern era hip-hop i'll have 90s hip-hop but then i have 90s pop just intertwined britney spears good stuff i can just imagine it goes from tool to backstreet boys 100 percent does yeah I believe that. Yep, it, it does. It go, then to Slipknot, and then to Christina Aguilera. It just Steph. What Steph once listened to like my Spotify mix in the car. And she's like, "You have a really eclectic mix of music here." I do. I don't know if it sounds good. Listen to it. Listen, she's still married to you. That's all that matters. This is being recorded and sent out to the world. So I mean, I, I would like to admit that I'm right there with you because. Dave, as you know, there's lots of people out there who associate me with Fergie and Gwen <laughs> Stefani and Lady Gaga. Oh, I love Lady Gaga. From my from my drinking yeah. days. So that would be a guilty pleasure of mine, I guess, but I don't want people to know that. So <laughs> let me let me throw this at you. So I'm Don't good, listen good to call this. then not saying I'm thirty nine. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm say I'm gonna it. be forty in less than a year. Who the fuck care like what if somebody said to me, Dave, I heard you like Christina Aguilera. Loser. All right. Cool. Moving on with my life. It's not really going to tear me down because you found out I listened to the Backstreet Boys. Dave, Dave, I heard you like Christina Aguilera. Fuck you, Pat. Loser. <laughs> Pat, you. that was harsh. You should <laughs> not say that. That cut deep, Pat. Oh, God. 
The problem is Colin doesn't know any music. You know what? I have a new I have a new guilty pleasure Col now. Colin's never heard of Christina Aguilera. Making fun of Dave for his music choices. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah. I also like really like country now, That's too. So I got pleasure. country mixed in there. My God. Look at you. I know. I'm all over Who the board, are you? Man. I still haven't crossed over Country's to country. Pretty good. I still I haven't done it. I credit my wife for that. I do love country now. That might be a guilty pleasure. Although I don't feel guilty about it. It's just really good. No. Really simple music. There are good songs and there are bad songs mm -hmm. in all genres. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some really terrible people in country too and terrible songwriters. Then there's some really good ones. Like, I Want to Check yep. You for Ticks. Like, that's a classic. I hate it... that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I, you know what? I, I, I got another guilty pleasure. <laughs> what? Awful. Checking for ticks. <laughs> uh, I had one of those little. All right, I'll stop now. Mo moving on. We need to get out of this kind of this this uh, yeah this topic here. So this is why PTI has the the timer on the side because I bet you they could do the same thing. Talk about ticks for twelve <laughs> minutes. <laughs> uh, I'll do you guys a favor and make my fun fact quick. My fun fact is the definition. Hmm. So the definition of the nuts. In the poker vernacular, I knew it. I the knew nuts it. is the best poker hand possible. An unbreakable, unbeatable <laughs> arrangement of cards. Books on poker will often refer to the second most valuable hand as the second nut hand, etc., etc. Yeah. That's fun fact. The reason it's a fun fact is because this past Friday or Saturday... We celebrated Brian Pepe's birthday by playing Poker Stars. Where we all got on a little, we got on the, a Zoom conference. We jumped on Poker Stars. We all played a friendly game. The flop comes out. Big bets come from Brian Pepe, met by another guy in this show, Douglas Standard. Next thing you know, both guys are head are are, are all in on the flop. They show their cards. On the very first. Brian hand. Pepe has a straight. On the flop, mm -hmm. Douglas has trips. Mm -hmm. On the river, Doug hits the boat. Brian Pepe out. First great. hand of his birthday. It was great. But the favorite part of all of it was on the flop, Brian's like, I got the nuts. I didn't say it out loud. Oh, no, it was after. You're like, yeah. I had the nuts. I did. I, I had them. On the flop, I had the nut straight. That's what it's That's, called. I, it's only a nut straight if it's unbeatable. I had the best possible hand with those three cards that came out. I the know best. I didn't have the best hand at the end. The nut, the nuts is the best poker hand possible, an unbreakable, at, unbeatable arrangement of cards. At those, with those three cards, I did. I know I didn't win the hand. <laughs> I went up and cleaned my entire kitchen. But I wasn't kitchen drawing was dead. So but he wasn't drawing dead. If he's drawing no, dead, it's not. I understand that. What I'm saying is, I there's no other way to do it. He raised, I re-raised, because I had the best possible hand at that time. I don't Every, know. Doug felt terrible. You worked so hard I to know. put that whole thing together, and it was I for know. your birthday. You handled no, it. You a, handled it well. You handled it well. You're not a good friend, Doug. <laughs> I can't not no. call with you a, didn't full have a full house. You had three of a kind. I'm not saying that you're wrong. You had to oh. call. Oh, yeah, I did yeah, call you had before to call. that. That's right. You had, yeah. you had the yeah. best trips you could have you flop the highest trips you could get but i had the best hand at the time it's fine i'm fine i'm not mad you handled it really well truthfully you did 
Yeah, it, no, it, I got it. A, it I made kept it a funny. Hole through my wall. Did you really? No. Oh, I mean, it was a ten dollar hand. Yeah. I'm just keeping everybody's Legal. money. It was legally ten dollars. I, I know. Uh, when are you gonna pay no, out that, that money? That's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. Uh, I I I would like that to happen because uh, I I'm owed ninety dollars. Can we mute him? Of Monopoly money. I, I actually don't have I'll that. I'll pay you when everybody gives me the money. Oh, come on. No, I'll pay you. I'm the. Who pays you more than I do? No, I, no, I that wasn't towards you. That was towards how people. Well, whatever. Okay. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. I don't want to. I don't want to lose a listener by saying. All right, let's get out of here. This is uh, some... This is half our show has been spent on boy bands and. <laughs> The mask poker, poker plays. So our main topic for the evening is the NFL draft. We're a little bit after the fact on this, but that's okay because, well, Ron, I hope you enjoy this show. Ron, our listener. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's some others out there too, but Ron's the only one we know, so he's kind of the face of our audience right now. We appreciate you, Ron. So let's go on to the NFL draft. I know this was probably – more exciting for Doug and Pat. They're a little bit more invested in it, a little bit more knowledgeable of college football than than Pepe or I. We still have a lot of good things. It was a really interesting format this year. Obviously, they, they did it from home, first time ever. But what was interesting about that is it was the most watched draft of all time. 55 million people tuned in, 35% more than they did last year. That's something wild. Is it because everybody was stuck at home and had nowhere else say- to be? That's when everybody's at home. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, a hundred percent think that's dying for just anything Anything. sports related. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I usually try to watch the first round of the draft, and that's it. And I caught all of day one and day two, and a little bit of day three, because what else are we gonna do? Which is amazing because you can't even text in the group chat on a regular basis, (laughs) but you're able to to separate yourself from your three children to watch three straight days of NFL drafting. No, no. Cause I, I put it, I put it on my phone. Oh, so then I, I, I was doing things. Why? Uh, <laughs> He's so full of shit. Yeah. He went into his living room. He put up a blackboard and he had all three of his kids there and he was trying to teach them about, you know, Jordan love and why the, the oh. Packers shouldn't have drafted him there. That's all he did. It's not like he got away from uh, the kids. I don't have to, he had the kids with notebooks. I don't they have had notebooks t- taking notes. I don't have to teach them why not to draft Jordan Love. They just know that already. <laughs> All right, Jared Stidham. We'll see yeah, how you no. do next year. No. Mm. Uh, yeah, believe me. I, I know. Oh, wow. Knives yeah. are out. But Bill, hey, I'll tell you right now. Bill Belichick, a.k.a. the dog, uh, really believes in Stidham. Clearly. So if you watch the NFL draft. Bill Belichick you, uh, once... is the favorite to win coach of the year because the, the expectations dog? are so no not the dog the actual did he name his dog bill belichick i thought it was oh, like sneaker saying. or something oreo i don't know i just love i just the, i loved when they cut to bill belichick and there's the dog just chilling that was, there that was the best moment yeah, of the draft I thought. without a doubt yeah doug pat in your professional yeah. experienced opinion on NFL drafting. Who do you think had the best draft? 
Hang on Here's a, a hit. Google. It's not okay. the Packers. Hold on, hold on. It's not the Packers. All right, so, so I'll, 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 I'll take this one. I don't think anyone had an absolutely this is an outstanding draft, but there were definitely – but I thought a lot of teams had good drafts. The Patriots and Packers are not one of those. I, I thought uh, Miami – I, I'm still a big believer in Tua. You don't think the Patriots had there a There is draft? an injury risk there. No. <laughs> oh, um, I'm really interested about that. I, so I, I, but go on. We'll come I, back I to think, that. Uh, I, I think Tua would have went – I mean, Tua, again, was the consensus number one before the season. I think it would have been really interesting if he was healthy. But I, I think at five, that was a really good pick for Miami. That's the type of quarterback, right? They need that star sub guy, not the Ryan Tannerhill, Arlo. Ask Tennessee, they love them, um, love and they Tanner. also. And I'm I'm a big, yeah, whatever. I know, I know. I always do it, and I, I'm a big draft a tackle, draft O lineman when you get a young quarterback, and they did that. They went with their next pick, Austin Jackson, which was kind of. They had a four really good tackles this year, and he was the fifth. But still, uh, he he would have been a first round pick in most ra- uh, drafts, and he was picked middle of the first. I liked what the Bucks did. They wanted a tackle for Tom Brady, and they actually got uh, Werfs out of Iowa, who in a lot of mock drafts was the number four pick. He's probably the best between uh, upside and uh, uh, floor. Are you so a I Bucks think that was a really now? good pick, especially. <laughs> Is that no, what you're no, no, to but say? nope they they had a good draft though. And they, they actually they drafted um, remember uh, Antoine Winfield for the Vikings cornerback? No? Antoine who? No. Antoine oh, Winfield I thought you meant Walker. Cornerback for the Vikings? Oh, excuse me. He also was on the Bills, the Bills. I wanna say. Yeah. They, they, they yeah, he was on the Vikings at the end, but they drafted his kid, safety, uh, another uh one of the top safeties in the draft. And then honestly, not necessarily they had the greatest draft, but the Jets didn't screw their draft up. I, I thought uh, their their first two picks were really good. Like right, they needed an offensive tackle. They got the highest ceiling tackle that there was, Becton, and then uh, they got Mims out of Baylor with basically a late second round pick. And I even saw him projected as uh, early to the Patriots. So the Jets not screwing up their draft was uh, pretty impressive in their own right. And then the last one I'll say is the Bengals. They they took Burroughs. He was clearly right a potential generation quarterback, so they didn't screw it up hands, either. Though. Small hands. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. You know what they say. What do they say, David? Just yeah, doesn't what do they have say? as good of a shot at being a successful NFL quarterback. Oh, that's right. That is what they say. <laughs> oh, is that what they hands. say? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. That's a that's science. I was going to just regurgitate what Pro Football Focus said and make it sound like it was my opinion, but I didn't read it enough. They had the unquestioned winners as the Dallas Cowboys, the Cleveland Browns, and the Arizona Cardinals. Browns are good. And I thought the Cardinals did really well. They 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 got DeAndre Hopkins in the second round. I thought that was a pretty good pick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I'd love to take credit for that yeah. too, but Pro Football Focus did, so they're they're the funny guys. But I, Can... I thought this was interesting. So Josh Jones was ranked 14th on their board overall, the offensive tackle, 
and they got him seventy in the seventy second or in the third round with a seventy second pick. So they're calling that the steal of the draft. Who is Josh Jones? Is he good? Well, he, looks, he sounds like he's good. I yeah, I don't even know who he is. By that same token, didn't the Falcons have a uh, a defensive back? Um, yeah, so. They drafted him in the first round, and he was like the 14th rated defensive back in the draft. Yeah, so I, I had four teams as not having a good draft. And one one was the Falcons. They drafted uh, A.J. Terrell 21st overall, and he was not. He was projected to be like a late second, mid-third round pick. So, yeah, that was not good. Oh. Not at all. My, my overall impression of the draft was there was a lot of teams this year that drafted based on need and did really well mm-hmm. in that regard. Whereas in years yep. past, that isn't always the case. I thought a lot of teams, it was pretty straightforward. Okay, this team needs a tackle. We're going to go draft a tackle. I, I thought that Dallas had a good draft just by shit luck, <laughs> by having CeeDee Lamb fall to them. And then, of course, my Denver Broncos had a great draft. They got Jerry Judy. They were talking about having to trade up. They didn't have to do it, and they still got him. Still got him. Yeah. The Patriots sucked. That was a win in my book. According to Pat. What happened, Pat? Why did the wheels come off the Patriots bus? Can we – one, I did not say they sucked. Two, can we we back up one second? Is it just me, or did every first-round draft pick only get picked in the – like, they were that talented – because they had a traumatic experience as a kid. Here's Juwan Johnson, third round or you know, seventeenth overall pick. His mom passed away two years ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he runs a four three forty and blah blah blah. Every, Every single person's like, "Yep, Dad got struck by lightning. He's going in uh, the eighteenth overall pick. He he has a thirty uh, six inch vertical uh, like." It was just within stride. Yeah. Every single person had, they were like, talk about this traumatic experience. Um, raised by a pack of wolves, but uh, <laughs> he could bench press 280 I'm, pounds, 17 I'm glad you brought that up because this is the first draft I've ever watched. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was going to ask you, yeah. is this all the time that they bring that kind of stuff up? No. Because <laughs> no. it's wicked oh. depressing. It, it, At a time that's it, super it, depressing. It. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, that was. I don't recall. Yeah. I've always watched the first so, round myself, uh, same as Pat, and then just like yeah. kind of checked in every day to see who to read the scouting reports and everything. Because yep. I don't follow college, so I just don't know who these people are outside of what I get to read. And yep. yeah, that was fucking weird. They they discussed this on the Bill Simmons podcast as to why this was a thing. So, college game day on Saturday morning on ESPN, they always have like one thing like this, one like sob story tale of tragedy some kid has gone through to get to where he is today and they said that when they air these things the people stay with the show longer because they feel bad yeah the thought was okay this works for us every single saturday morning we're gonna bring it to the draft and they like they said on bill simmons like i don't know who this is for and and i was thinking the same thing i'm like who is this for it's not for me i want to hear about football and what they bring to the table and i want to see their highlight tape not to be too insensitive because no be insensitive i was gonna say why you're in the right place you're in the right place oh a lot of those stories were like really really terrible but i'm like this is supposed to be a good night an uplifting night for that kid so why are you dragging all this stuff out right after he gets drafted let's have a good moment let's let's 
accentuate his strengths and his positives and although i guess going through tragedy and coming out on the other end yeah. is a positive really uplifting yeah still there was a lot of it though there was a there lot was a of lot it. i only watched the first round still i didn't watch apparently there were like two separate telecasts there was one on abc and one on espn and the one on espn didn't have all that stuff i wish i had known that pepe's team did well yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah, about no. that. Actually, Wh- who's his according team this week? to every football <laughs> website and the entire internet, his team did not do well. In fact, P- yeah. Pro Football Focus called it an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, it wasn't good. You know what that means, though. Yeah. I'm a free agent. <laughs> so, <laughs> time there for, we go. Time for a new I team. Don't, don't, hang on, the wind is coming. I could see a storm a brewing. <laughs> a small, small part of me—that's uh, a lie. A big part of me was hoping that, all right, they just want to blow up the Packers. Yeah. Please trade Aaron Rodgers to the Patriots, please. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. I'd that have would to be fun. Pats. So, so oh, how does it suck to be the and Packers? Here's the problem. Like, hey, we got AJ Dillon. He wasn't even on a list of the top 250 players going into the draft. Yeah. That's great. We got Jordan Love. Yeah. Feel the love. No? There's a couple things here. One, the diehard Packer fans, and sorry, Pepe, I'm not going to put you in no, there. No, you're not making me but feel But the diehard Packer fan, the diehard Packer fan is going to say, look, guys, we did this 15 years ago when we drafted Aaron Rodgers when we saw Brett Favre. Huge, huge difference, though. Aaron Rodgers, even in that draft, was still talked about going as 1-1. Big. It just was one of those years where no one needed a quarterback, which is why he fell. Plus, honestly, Rodgers is better than Favre, and Rodgers hasn't shown. I mean, it, he doesn't have eternity left, but he hasn't shown like a decline like Favre started to show. Plus, Love is more of a project, right? There's a reason. There were a lot of teams that needed quarterbacks. And I, I want to say Rodgers was still the second quarterback taken in that draft. I know Alex Smith went 1-1 in that draft, but I think he was number two. I know Jason Campbell got picked right after him, so thank God the Packers took him, or if not, Washington would add Aaron Rodgers. But uh, that So all that was bad. But then, to your point, yeah, they took uh, Dylan, the running back out of BC. In, in one of this draft was really heavy on quarterbacks, but more on tackles. Uh, offensive tackles and wide receivers and how the Packers did not pick a wide receiver is baffling. That's what they needed. Yeah. They needed a wide receiver. Yeah. Cause I, I love Aaron Rodgers, but he's got nobody to throw. Can to. we back up real quick? Did you see the pictures of Alex Smith's leg? No, no, let me, I will. It, not. I will hey, it let me is, Google that. That man is oh. as tough as they come. Holy shit. I want, like, he has a 30 for 30 out on him, I think, and it's been getting all kinds of praise. I'm really interested in hearing it or seeing it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. You can't unsee that. Nope. You can't unsee it. If you're listening out there and you haven't looked up Alex Smith's leg. Don't do it. No, do it. You should do it. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 I've heard people's reaction. I haven't looked at it yet. It's pretty. It's what, pretty gruesome. It was a lightsaber? Yeah. It's pretty gruesome. It's like, I don't know how many reconstructive surgeries he's had, but man, that is just brutal. Did, did you. 
I've successfully avoided seen... seeing Joe Theismann's leg my entire life, so I'm going to try to do the same mm. thing with Alex Smith. It's a solid move. I, I, I was Joe about to say, did had you... His, had his uh, bone pop out because of Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. I forget what year it was. Well, I'm not was sleeping nasty. tonight. But no. Yeah. Ha- have you seen the uh, correlation with Smith and Theismann? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I think they both happened on the same day. It was, like, the same yard line that it happened on. It happened from a potent, uh, a Hall of Famer. It, it's nuts. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's actually very similar. Oh, my God. That's horrible. It's really bad. Anyway, I just I had to throw that in there. I don't even know what you were talking about, but you had said Alex Smith, and I was like, the, immediately that image comes to my mind now, unfortunately, but wish that guy the best, speediest recovery possible. I don't know how speedy it is or if he'll ever recover. It's just pretty gruesome and terrible. Aaron Rodgers was the second quarterback taken in the 2005 nice draft at pick 24. Can I ask a steal? 24th Jason Campbell. Ask a stupid question about the draft? Because, again, this was the first one ever. You're won. in the right yeah. place to do that. Appreciate that. You get 10 minutes to make her. How many minutes do you get to make your pick? In yep. the first round, okay. it was 10. Do the Bengals need that long to make the first pick? Does <laughs> that happen every year? They knew three months ago. Every draft. Every draft. TV what magic. Is that? It's TV it's, magic. What is that? It's the buildup. It's the anticipation. It, yeah. That's awful. Yeah. yeah that that really is stupid. It happens every year. It really too. is. I, they, I, I will agree. Yep. That pisses me off all the time. You want that guy? You want to make a statement? Pick him in the first 10 seconds. Yes. You've had four freaking months to figure out who you want. If you want the him, world pick knows him right who away. you're taking. What was going to happen in those 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah. He had a lovely living room yeah. set, though. Did it, you see that? I really thought that his living room set was nice. He didn't notice. Honestly, no, I, I don't know. know. I just I remember watching, and they were talking to him, and I'm just like looking over his shoulder. I was like, "Oh, look at those curtains! What an awkward ten minutes you're sitting he there with your parents." Did. That's not his. That's not his living room. Not to be judgmental, but I'm pretty sure he didn't set that living room up. He probably. Didn't I hope it. he did. That's a, uh, the 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 Bengals did. Yeah, the Bengals <laughs> no. did. Uh, he wasn't getting any money in college, I'm sure. So he was just. It, was a <laughs> it never happens. Might be a wealthy family. I don't know. This has been some top-notch analysis. So my biggest thing coming out of the draft, obviously I kept talking about it, was the Patriots didn't draft a quarterback. Some were rumored that they were going to try to get love. Some had really thrown out that what if Tua fell to them. I think that's just wishful thinking or just whatever. I think we all knew that Tua was going to go a lot earlier than that. So then I was like, well, are they going to sign Cam Newton? Because one year, why the hell not? That didn't happen yet. I don't think it's going to. Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. So no more, no red rocket in New England. Kind of a letdown in a way. Jameis gets signed by the Saints. A weird twist of... Hey, here's a fun fact about that, by the way. Jameis Winston has completed 10 career yep. passes to Saints players. Yep. <laughs> Taysom Hill has completed seven. That's awesome. Yep. I, I, I saw that awesome. stat. But he got the LASIK. <laughs> Watch him come out and just be on the money next year. Just lights out. Throws 40 touches. Well, he won't because he'll be coming off the bench. But, you know, there could be that easily that game where Drew Brees goes down and Jameis comes in. And that's what I was getting to. Who from this draft is going to break me and Doug's heart in DFS next year? Because that's what I want to know. Doug, who are we going to be chasing? I can tell you. What's that guy's name? The, The Chiefs drafted the running back there. Oh, yeah. No, he's from LSU. And I'm. 
totally blanking on his name now that we're recording. Oh, I can I can clean all up. It's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes. Yes. He's going to be the one because he's going to be in the best offense and he's going to be looked to as the guy and he's going to split time with Damian Williams. Daryl Williams and and Darwin Thompson. Yeah. The Chiefs are the worst. Yeah. So so he's going to be the one because he's going to have like a 200 yard game and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Because they'll give I, I already see it. I can see that he's going to be the one that everyone's going to be like, this is going to be his breakout game. And then Andy Reed only has him in for three plays. Oh, and then there's going to be a lot of receivers that are going to just break our hearts because there's so much talent being infused into the NFL with this draft. So much talent. Yeah. I'm really happy that Denver got Jerry Judy, but I'm also really nervous that CD lamb is going to set the world on fire. Yeah. CD lamb. Going into that Cowboys offense, he could do big things. But, I mean, you know, you and I love Michael Gallup, and how many times did he break our hearts? Yeah. So now there's a third wide receiver in that mix. And here's Isn't the thing. Great? How badly – I don't want him to get hurt, obviously, but I want Andy Dalton to get a shot in that offense. I want to see the Red Rocket unleash in Dallas. <laughs> and I want, to, I want to lose money on that because i'm gonna i want to lose money <laughs> do you know how much yeah. money i've lost on andy, andy dalton over the years because andy dalton can have oh. a 350 and three game he's also more likely to have a 180 and one and one but man yeah. if you get him he's always cheap and he throws that 350 and three you're in good position man i i also because i always do the the homer stack with the mm-hmm. broncos trying to guess which one of the three wide receivers between Jerry Judy and Hamler and Cortland Sutton is going to be the guy that game. That's I think the only thing that you really realistically can do in DFS and it was showing last year is you have to enter tournaments and play like 20 teams and just do variations of your favorite team and just yeah. rotate in and out the players. It's so hard to land yeah. on who's going to be the guy, even when they have yeah. the best cornerback matchups, because you have very little shadow coverage, even though despite what people think, and you can make your you can put your player in position to to catch. Sometimes they just use them as a distraction and it opens up the field for everybody else or whatever, but you can move players around. But guessing on Amari Cooper, I'll tell you what, I'm not playing Amari Cooper on the road ever. No. But I'll play him at home. And then Michael Gallup will have two touchdowns at 130. We could go on all night. About how <laughs> yep. awful <laughs> NFL DFS is, but how we're still gonna play. What about Aaron yeah. Jones? Aaron Jones was supposed to be like the bell cow. Yeah. Like it was, everybody was so excited that new coach, new yeah. scheme. Here comes Aaron Jones. Yeah. He had some monster games. He's a talented guy. And then they draft this guy who's yeah. better off in the '70s style of football. Like he's just he's just this north south runner that he's just a, a that's all he's gonna do. I don't know. It's weird. And don't they still have Jamal Williams yeah. too? Like they have like a three three headed running back. You know what they needed with Aaron Rodgers? They needed a talented wide receiver to play yeah. across from Devontae Adams, who's only twenty six years old, by the way. I, for whatever reason, that's it feels like he's a lot me. older. Wow, Devontae yeah. Adams is that's insane. Twenty seven. Sorry, he's twenty seven. Well, well, okay, he's twenty seven. Changes a lot. Changes a lot. Yeah, it was really questionable, but they, I mean, everybody's everybody's questioning it. So real head scratcher. Don't know. Dobbins in uh, Baltimore is going to be a problem, too. Who? Because Baltimore, uh, J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore. Uh, okay, all right. Well, what, can, then can we at least give some love to DeAndre Swift? If we're naming every other running back, and I've been told by Dave, running backs don't even matter. DeAndre Swift going to the Lions. 
He's going to do some damage there. I mean, the Lions suck. I get it. Maybe daily fantasy won't help you, but he... Well, yeah, he, that's what this is about. I mean, we, we are... Uh, okay, daily I'm fantasy sorry. is about talent and opportunity, so... Right. When you have too he, much talent he, in the same backfield, it's like, ugh, who do I play? Yeah, absolutely. There's guys... Yeah, no, can, oh, I get it. There's guys that could break the game, and, but it's just... I have an affinity for Carry On Johnson. Carry On Johnson is a very talented player. He also never yeah. got more than 14 touches a game. Now you're going to stuff another yep. running back into that backfield? I don't know. Yep. From a DFS perspective, it sucks. Sure, it's going to be great for the Lions. Yeah. From a. It's also yeah. like. <laughs> well, it probably yeah. will. I, I mean, it, Dave, you even mentioned this, right? Two, two back systems. Running backs aren't as important as they have been in years past. So having two good running backs is better than having one really good running back. Yeah. It, it's. It's all about allocation of resources. So you have a cap, and it's just been proven that it's folly to spend too much on the running back position because you just end up yeah. needing that elsewhere, and you can get more bang for your buck by boosting your offensive line or spending it on wide receivers. But it's in, in, if you got them, you got them. Yeah, agreed. N- not only that, though, the other thing, too, is it's just injury. The NFL is such a violent too, game yeah. that if you have – Ezekiel Elliott, and then he goes down, and he's a, such a big part of your offense. Now you're screwed. Yeah, that's actually a bad example because the backup on the Dallas Cowboys is ridiculously explosive. Unleash that guy. Okay, if you have Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> that's a much better. That's a much better example. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yes. And, the, and those the, guys the take example. eating. Yeah. They're getting hit hard by linebackers and linemen and, and some of the biggest bruisers in the game. So it's uh, those guys just get hit hard a lot often. I mean, what it used to be like running backs could run into the 30s. There's just, there's only one Frank Gore, man. The rest of these guys yeah. Are, yeah. are done by 28, wow. 29 years old. It's crazy. Yeah. So, there needs to be a um, – I don't remember Frank Gore's number, but there should be like a Frank Gore 30 method. Hall of Famer right there. FG30. Whatever number he is. <laughs> we could all learn a he thing or two about longevity yeah. from him. I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about with the draft? Best overall pick? Worst overall pick? Who's going to be the best player next year out of this draft? I thought this draft was fun. I like the format. Um, yeah. I, I like you know the, the human element that was brought into it by everybody being at home, just like the rest of us. All the kids hanging around. I enjoyed our group chat with Pepe. You know, these, these guys are actually participating. While watching I tried. The draft. Yeah, I, that's always that fun. was that was best. huge for me. I I loved it. He was really into it, especially once he got a good buzz. I had yeah. a good time with that draft, but yeah. they're never doing that again, right? No, they're not going to do that again. No, unlikely. No, there's a lot of money to be made by holding yeah. it in live places. Like last year, they did Nashville, yeah. and the place was just bananas yeah. with all the people there. Real quick, just answer a couple of those things. I think the best person out of this draft will be Chase Young for next year, at least. Not helping you in daily fantasy, but uh, just uh, uh, another one of those edge rush defensive studs for the Redskins. And that's not a position that you have to kind of get too acclimated. They say he uh, has a complete toolbox. Level, right. Yeah. His, his mother also probably wow. passed away when he was seven. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no i'm just right as in no that would be par for the course no i'm just yeah exactly i'm just saying everyone in the first round someone happened to them 
I, I'll say the worst picks, unfortunately, Pepe. I would definitely go with love for the Packers. And, and Doug, you already mentioned the defensive back, A.J. Terrell, all the Falcons, both really bad picks. Uh, love more of him going in the first round is the worst thing in the world, even though he's probably a second-round quarterback. But just kind of the Packers could win a championship, and they wasted it on a less than a coin flip, I would say. And then the Falcons, it was just a, it was, it would, that was one of those. I think uh, Doug made a good point. A lot of these picks were need picks that, that were also good value, where the Falcons picked a need pick that was poor value. Mm. They just, yeah. that was their guy, and they drafted him based on need, where they could have drafted a different position and at least got a better player. I'm really rooting for my boy, Jake Fromm who I was watching the day three draft on my phone waiting for the Patriots to pick him because it made so much sense. And he just kept falling and falling and falling. And the fifth pick comes up for the Patriots, and I'm like, you know what? This is it. And then they picked a kicker. (laughs) And that was the moment where I said, Jake Fromm's not going to the Patriots. It's not yeah, happening. That so he went to the tattoo, Bills like man. ten picks later. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that's that another thing. Pick. Chase Young was. Do you say I didn't know shit time? coming out of this draft, but Chase Young looks like the most exciting player to me. He looks awesome. He was by far the best player in the draft. Yep. That that always goes back to that thing. Do you draft based on need or do you draft the best player but, available? He was definitely I, I, the best player available. Yeah. I, I will say though, I, I think the Bengals were smart to draft Burroughs, and I think the no brainer oh, yeah. pick at number I two was Chase. Oh, it's gonna be a thing. Now, Pat, Jake Fromm was drafted by the Bills, right? Yeah. Okay, we're we're Team Josh Allen on this podcast. Future Hall of Famer, Josh I, Allen. As soon as he so so when he got picked by the Bills, it killed me for two different reasons. One, um, not not to mention he's now being picked in the fifth round, which I even saw him mocked as early as early second. But I knew you guys love Josh Allen, and he's going to a yep. division rival. So I was like, all right, well, he's going to a team that I know we're very pro Josh Allen on here, and he's going to a Patriots division rival. When I really, I don't, I, I don't get it. Why couldn't the Patriots just give him a fifth round flyer? If he sucks, who cares? They obviously love Stidham. That's their guy, and they're going with it. And in one sense, you can say, well, Tom Brady was a nobody, but man, just bring someone else in too. Not Brian Hoyer. Isn't Stidham gonna make like six hundred fifty k? Yeah, that's probably. I it. think I'd love him for that price too. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in Belichick, I think uh, it thinks that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like him. They like him a lot. Just just real quickly, because fuck the Patriots. Um, Pat, what do you think <laughs> of the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts? And are we convinced that Carson Wentz is the guy going forward? I, I know. You know what? I, I, I think Carson Wentz is the guy going forward. But I don't hate the pick. And it, it has a couple. I, I read one thing like uh, New Orleans does with Taysom Hill. He might be kind of in that... Uh, not even wildcat, but a little more than the wildcat type role. And the fact is, Carson Wentz gets hurt all the time. So at least yeah. they have a guy now that if if you go down and you feel like you're a Super Bowl contender, they've got someone where they don't feel like they're going to, the season's completely over. So I don't hate the pick. I, I don't love it either. I got to tell you, there were times last year where I watched Carson Wentz and I'm like, I don't know if he's the guy 
in, of the future the anymore. Was a mass offense. I don't know if he's the same quarterback last year. And it's hard to. It really was. It, it, Every it, wide it, receiver it, got hurt, but it, it, and that's that's kind of what I think. It right. I think that that offense was like decimated, especially towards the end. And he he was coming back from an injury too. So right now yeah, you remember. I, I think this like is they, a big year for him. That makes that team interesting. I said, yeah, Sorry, you remember you picking from the pile of shit that was their receiver core last year in Daily Fantasy? It was awful. Everybody got hurt oh. on that team. Everybody. But they have those two tight ends. They have Goddard and they have Ertz, who are supremely talented. But for whatever reason, Ertz, Wentz yeah. got away from Ertz last year. He he just. It, but Goddard's also, yeah. he's pretty awesome. But I don't know. That offense was just a mess, it seemed. Wentz was is certainly shoulders some of that blame, but looking deeper into it his talent is there he was he was making plays but it just wasn't the same offense that was in the in the previous year so i wouldn't write off carson just yet they had those weird reports come out during the season last year too that he wasn't mm. a very good leader and that they all liked Fo- nick folds instead sorry nick folds yes spun a <laughs> spun a hell of a playoff um... run into a massive contract and and on the hot seat he goes Oh man, yeah. And so is is Minshew starting next year or no? It, it, and you know what? I, so I'm gonna I'll say there's one more winner of this draft, and it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So correct, he is starting this year, and they were smart because they could have gotten one of the quarterbacks, traded up to get one, or drafted, but instead they picked a cornerback, they picked an edge rusher, they did not pick a quarterback at all. Which leads them, if Mishu does not do his Mishu magic, Minshew. Um, they could potentially have Minshew, whatever Mishu. Bless you, Minshew. bless you, Pat. I know, I hate that. <laughs> Thank you. They they could have the uh, first pick next year for Lawrence out of Clemson. Stop it, Pepe. You just make <laughs> it too easy. It's Thanks just so easy. It's like yeah. you can't say like Smith. <laughs> Everyone Smith. can say Minshew. Smith. 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 I feel bad for Alex Smith. <laughs> the, the problem is, is I'll read a name real quick, and then I just get stuck on what I read that very first time. <laughs> so even if I hear it 18 more times, like I read it as something different, and it's hard for me to correct that. Here's a fun game. Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars' first-round picks over like the last 10 years. We go all the way back to <laughs> oh, 2011 Blaine Gabbert. 2012, Justin Blackman, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. 2013, Luke Jokel. Yeah. Jokel. 2014, Blake Bortles. 2015, Dante Fowler. Ramsey in 2016. Leonard Fournette in 17. Got one. Taven Bryan in 2018. Josh Allen, the linebacker in 2019. Overall, I'd say that their success rate's not very high. First round picks. What's the story with Leonard Fournette? How come nobody wants him? Because he's not that good. He's a volume-based running back. If he has 28 touches, he does pretty well. But his yards per carry is terrible. Right, but they were trying to give him away. And yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, at the draft, maybe he's a problem. I think he's a problem. Wait, are you talking about Derrick Henry? No, Leonard Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> I know Uncle but- Lenny. So, so this is where I think Dave's theory does, and I agree with it. It proves true, is he's a good running back, but he's probably not worth the money that he's going to want very shortly. 
So unless, and to your point, they were trying to give him away for almost nothing and they still couldn't get anything. But I, I think that's just where the game is right now. That He had one of the lowest right, yard per carries he, in the NFL last year. He's actually not really yeah. a good running back. He's got good hands. He can catch the ball. But their game was he'd get 25 to 28 touches a game, which is unheard of. And, and Yeah, that terrible. team stunk too, though. But I'm yeah, just saying his I, stats I, I'm, were I'm ballooned kind of, by volume. Yep. I, I still think he's an above average running back. I, right, he was chosen what yeah, fourth like overall a couple three young. years ago. He's twenty five. Yeah. That's hard. To uh, add. And, and hard he was on a uh, crap. He, he was on a crap team last year, so I, I still think he's above average. But the demand's just not there like it would have been ten years ago. Yeah, it's a different game. It's a, just a di- it's a different day yeah, and age, sure. different game. Anyway, what do you think, Pepe? What do you think about Uncle Lenny? I don't even know what team you're talking about. <laughs> Is he, he a Jaguar? Play I think we Jaguar? desperately need to insert a baseball yeah. show here to get everybody's blood flowing. Juicing. I watched the draft, though. I felt good about that. I tried. Yeah. I did my best. I took notes. Should we have an unveiling episode when you unveil your next NFL team? I'm still going to root for the Packers. Oh, yes. For now. We'll see. But we should. Yeah. Everybody can pitch their team. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. be having one in October. Probably. I'll be waiting with bated breath to find out which team you're going to give the kiss of death Better to. You say that again, it'll be the Broncos. Ooh. I'll do it just for fun. Oh, man. Because I don't care. That's all right. Let's be honest. I like football. But His I, two previous I, picks were the Redskins and the Jets. Yeah. I like, don't, that's inevitable. I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. But I try. Can I just say your facial hair game right now it. is on point? I gotta yeah. shave it soon though. It's getting real gray. I was thinking real about gray. that because Leonard Fournette has a uh, has a really nice beard, and I'm looking at you and I'm like, that facial hair. Yeah, your your is, upper lip has disappeared right now. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, and I trimmed it. You should have seen it before. It's like I was eating it. It was gross. Ugh, not good. Ugh, quarantine stuff. Sam's a lucky woman. <sighs> She has no idea how lucky she is. I think she But does. I'm sure you remind her on a regular sure. basis. Every day. Every day. I remind my friends how great I am. But they know. They all know. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Sure. It is amazing how yeah. lucky we are. That's all I got in the NFL draft. You guys got anything else? Let me get into my long, extensive notes. <laughs> no, now I'm good. No, we got We did it. All right. We did it. So let's get the hell out of here. That was a fun episode. Follow us on Twitter, MA Sports Pod. I heard that one of us actually tweets on there from time to time. And or email us at middleagedsports at gmail.com. As always, I am your host, the voice, Dave Plazic. Good God. My esteemed colleagues, Brian, Doug, and Pat. We're saying good night. Have a good night. <laughs>